Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast. You get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for even more sports as we are talking week 18 in the National Football League. Yes, that was not a, you did not mishear me, week 18, the first ever week 18 in the history of the NFL and of the Crossover Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce, and joining me today is Bill Needles. How are you, Bill? I am doing well, sir. Thank you. All right, great to have you. And rounding up the trifecta, as always, is Craig Needles. How the heck are you, Craig? Doing well. Let's uh, let's get to week 18, which sounds weird to say, but let's do it. Yeah, Saturday and Sunday matchups. A lot of records are gonna. A lot of single season records are about to hit the skids based on the fact that it's like, well, he got an extra game, right? Like, but uh, yeah, we'll talk. Like the T.J. Watt one is interesting. Let's say T.J. Watt gets a sack record. A mm-hmm. the sack record is bogus. Is a little bit fishy. It's yeah, a little bit fishy. Is currently pure pure poppycock. Yeah. T.J. Watt missed two games. Mm-hmm. So if he does it in 15, then we just kind of got to let him have this one. Yeah. Don't we? Yeah, yeah. I think that, that one, I mean, obviously that's, you just lined out that now, this Cooper is how it's going to go. Cooper Cup on Calvin Johnson. If Cooper Cup goes absolutely bonkers on Sunday and beats Calvin Johnson's record, that's going to be one where we're like, yeah. Yeah. But. The the TJ Watt one I'm I'm, I'm if, if he gets it I'm I'm ready to give it to him yeah me too especially considering the way Strahan is you know his is 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 dubious yeah, at one, best yeah. the way that one Mark Gastineau like in all practicality should own the sack record yeah how close is Cup to just being second is he already there I think he's already there I'm looking it up because yeah. that means Stafford was thrown to the ball in the top two that is that will be the case by the time we're done here. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Matt Stafford will have top two uh, single season receiving numbers of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two uh, right now know. is Julio Jones, eighteen seventy one. So Cup is like, if not if he's not already there, it's 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 gosh darn close. Yeah, he needs like one hundred and thirty or something to break Calvin's record, right? Yeah, yeah. Which, like for him, that's been a pretty, like a relatively pedestrian game this season. So yeah. he will pass whatever Julio Jones is at. Mm-hmm. There's no question about that. Um, but so, yeah, no matter how this goes, I think that we will get into a situation where he will be considered uh, he, like Stafford will have thrown the ball. Uh, yeah. Cups at 1829. So Stafford will have thrown the ball to the top two receiving to- single season receiving totals in NFL history, which is pretty good. Different teams. Yeah. 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 Well, this is the first ever Week 18, and you got to be careful. I'm not saying don't gamble on Week 18. I'm certainly not saying that. Do not not gamble. Never not gamble is is the, the motto of this podcast. Well, it, it's the it's it, yeah, it, it's tough. It's not necessarily the worst, but you got to find your spots, right? Some people will say it's week one because you haven't seen the teams. I disagree just because, like, oh, wow, it's so exciting week, to go bet on football again. Week one's one of the best, one. too, because the Vegas yeah. also technically hasn't figured out the line. Now, they're still better than everybody at it, but yeah. there's usually a spot or two that you can find. Like, the big one for us this year was the week one when, remember, the Jaguars were favored against Houston in week one? <laughs> and we all yeah, laughed. And, yeah, and we laughed and laughed and laughed and took Houston, who crushed them. <laughs> Uh, the Houston Texans, by the way, who, if they pull the upset against the Titans this week, will hit the over. Who to thunk it? <laughs> Certainly not me, because I definitely bet they're under. So, And that's a fascinating one from this perspective. And let's let's start by talking about Denver-Kansas City, because that's our first game. Mm-hmm. If Denver were to beat Kansas City, and you have that Texans over, all of a sudden, Tennessee doesn't have anything to play for. Yeah. 
That is something that could happen. Now, I think Tennessee is going to kind of ease off the throttle for this week anyway. Like, I think Derrick Henry, if, if the Titans had to win this game, I think Derrick Henry might be out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the Titans were not playing the Houston Texans, Derrick Henry might be out there. Uh, but I think they're going to try to keep their powder dry and him, give him another uh, two weeks in order to uh, to get right. All right, well, let's get into it. Saturday night, we got a little two-game two matchup here. The 4.30 game, uh, the Chiefs are heading in to take on your Denver Broncos, Craig. And I should say, this is yet another year where the three of our teams on the outside of the playoff scene <laughs> once again. This is... Yeah, old hat for me, but usually Billy's team in this week at least has a shot at squeaking in something, and Craig's team has the odd year of, you know, stuff happening, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, my team has my team is very, very specific, whereas since Peyton mm-hmm. Manning is, uh, yeah. has retired from the NFL, uh, they've been long dead by the time we get to this <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's been some woes there since one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time retired from your team, but I'll well, never know I that feeling. Somebody, this is what I said to somebody on Twitter the other day is the Broncos have won – like, if there's the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks, two of them have won Super Bowls for Denver. Yeah. I think that, that's very clear. Um, and the rest of the time, they're kind of paying their penance for that. Like, there's a nice Brian Greasy season here or a fun Jake Plummer season there. But other than that – Tim Tebow yeah. did stuff one time for the Broncos. There was, there yeah. was the, and and oh, yeah. say we over the Tim Tebow season, it was fun. There's no yeah. way around that. Yeah, yeah. Well – here we are. The king- so the big problem with week 18 is you got to figure out who's playing, like who's going to be playing and who's really not going to be playing. Now, the teams that are out, there's no reason to think that they're not. You, you got to try to figure out, do you think that they're going to be trying or whatnot? I originally had this game. Um, like this game right now is Chiefs minus 10 and a half on the road in Denver, which is a tough place to win. If Teddy was in this game, which he's not, we'd be all over Teddy. But it looks like it's going to be Drew Locke. I did kind of like the Drew Locke stuff earlier in the week, even with Drew Locke, even though Drew Locke is much maligned on this on this podcast, and in, especially in terms of betting your money on him. I initially liked Drew Locke because this just seemed to me as like the Chiefs being like, let's just get this W and get the hell out of here. And it was a 10-point home dog. And the Chiefs need to win because they still have an outside shot at the bye. It should the Texans upset the Titans. And the Chiefs, I think, want to still be the second seed. If I were them, I'd still want to Yes, the yeah, and you still want that. So Get your home game. Because there's a, there's a difference between two and three, whereas the likelihood of having a home game in round two. So if, uh, if, if they want to avoid Orchard Park, even if they knew that the Titans were going to win, if they want to avoid Orchard Park in two weeks, they've got to, they've got to win this game. Yeah, but the Broncos, like, you – you guys lost a couple of corners this week and stuff. And I'm just like, uh, uh, to me, I don't, if you're putting, if you're betting the spread on this game, I don't see how you're putting your money on any team, but the the chiefs laying the 10 and a half right now. What do you think, Craig? I, I agree. Uh, Ronald Darby missing this game. Uh, the bigger deal, Patrick Sertan, the mm-hmm. second who, who boy, mm-hmm. like, is he winning defensive he, rookie of the year? He, no, it's going to be Parsons. Yeah. I will say this. Um, I would, if, if, if he's going to get a couple of votes. Yeah. We might get some votes. If Jerry Jones called up George Payton and said, Hey, let's trade Micah Parsons for Patrick Sertan. And I was in the room. I would tell George Payton to hang up the phone immediately. Mm. Uh, corners like this guy, you you just don't find like, this is, this is like champ Bailey, Darrell Revis level stuff that we've seen from him as a rookie. It's absolutely bonkers. 
nonetheless, uh, he's not playing in this game. So that is going to make life a little bit easier for Patrick Mahomes and friends. I say they move the ball with some ease against Denver, and they win this game going away. All right, so uh, I'm on Kansas City and Bill's on, or Craig's on Kansas City. Billy, any any uh, anything else to say on this one? Yeah, normally I, I love taking the home team in a situation like this, uh, but Kansas City has looked real good as of late. I don't think Denver's going to be able to move the ball too easy. I, I like Kansas City here as well. The Dallas Cowboys take on the Eagles in the Saturday night game. This is a line that has seen some movement. It opened up at Cowboys minus seven, and it is now down to Cowboys minus four. Now, does that mean that the Dallas has announced that they're sitting guys for this game? Uh, no, no, Dallas, Dallas kind of has to play some guys. So here's their situation. And I'm, uh, I, I've kind of like got my notes on everyone's situation. So Dallas situation is as follows. If they win this game, that means that Tampa Bay, that Tampa Bay and the Rams have to at least try. Cause Dallas, if I'm the Cowboys, at least I want out of the fourth seed. Cause right now the fourth seed means you're hosting Arizona in the first round of the playoffs. I'd much rather host San Francisco or Philadelphia or new Orleans if I'm picking who I want to see. So Dallas needs to win this game to give themselves a chance at such things. Because then if Dallas wins, they just need one of the Rams or Buccaneers to lose. And, oh, sorry, then they just need the Rams, rather, to lose San Francisco. And they move up a spot. So instead of facing Arizona, they face the 49ers in the first round of the playoffs. I think that is a worthwhile thing for Dallas to pursue. um, And I think they will pursue it. Um, The Eagles, on the other hand, they will be the seventh seed if San Francisco wins. They will be the sixth seed if San Francisco loses. The result to the Eagles does not mean anything. That, 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 like Whether the Eagles win or lose, it doesn't change the scenario I just laid out for you. So I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of Jalen Hurts. And I'm not sure we're going to see a whole lot of uh, some of their other leading players as well. So I'm I'm on the Cowboys here. Just And, and I know maybe they're going to take their foot off the gas. Maybe they don't think that... For that third is valuable as I do. I think it's pretty valuable, um, but I I think the Cowboys. You might see them, like I said, take their foot off the gas. But I still think they'll have more to gain from this football game than the Eagles. So I like the Cowboys this weekend. But like this confuses me because if the Cowboys are going to play their guys, and Philly is also riddled with COVID too. That is another yes, thing that are. like they are riddled with COVID. Why, why is the line moved three points? Yeah, why is it moving three I points think- in Philly's direction? Uh, I think there might have been just a ton of money that came in on the Eagles because this line was so big. But as far as uh, as far as the comments from Mike McCarthy look, like Prescott is going to play, like mm. he's going to be in this game. Um, like is, Zeke is going to play; he's going to be in this game too. Um. Micah Parsons isn't going to play because he's on the COVID list, which if I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I missed this week and you're fine for next week. Um, Tyron Smith, also on the COVID list. So I understand why we've seen a little bit of line movement, but Prescott and Elliott are going, and those are the guys that would move the line the most clearly. Uh, I just think the Cowboys win this game. Uh, and I love I love Dallas. We're one of my five. Yeah, I I like Dallas at the minus seven. So I obviously love them at the four. But uh, my alarm bells are ringing on this. So I'm with you where I'm on Dallas. But uh, with with a the caveat of let's be careful maybe, out there on like, this one. Let's Sirianni be careful out there betting on this one. Yeah, we maybe maybe the, the issue with Sirianni is said like oh yeah we might play some guys and blah 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 and he 
Like, I, I think that's misdirection. We'll see. But um, and, and Hertz is, has, has barely practiced all week. So there's that, too. One of the few matchups this week that include two playoff bound teams. So, uh, you yeah, know, there, yeah. It, it, I think there's only there, there's this one. There's yeah. potentially Chargers Raiders, but unlikely one of those teams is going to miss out. Mm-hmm. And there's 49ers Rams. Yeah. And that's it. Mm hmm. And charge Chargers Ra- and Charger and Ra- Chargers Raiders for all intents and purposes is uh, that's the first playoff game of this season basically. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, barring one scenario that we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. Uh, Billy, uh, Craig, and I are both on the Cowboys. Do you have uh, anything to say on this one? I kind of liked Philly. I was looking at a minus seven line, and I kind of liked Philly there. But if yeah. they shift down a four, um, I. I got to go with the Cowboys at four. Like I, I, it's still a division game. I thought if I'm getting seven points, I kind of like it, but when you get down to four, I think the Cowboys come away with the win here. So I'm taking the Cowboys. All right. Moving on to the Sunday games. First up the Pittsburgh Steelers coming off a, a just a bizarre Monday night football game where uh big Ben was uh, playing his last game, presumably in uh, Heinz field. They head to Baltimore to take on the Ravens, who will not have Lamar Jackson. We're going to have to wait till September of next year to see Mark ja- uh, to see Lamar, barring the Baltimore Ravens' weird like three percent chance to make the playoffs this year. Um, and the Ravens are laying three and a half, so it is going to be Tyler Huntley who they announced is is going to be ready for this particular game. Now, do the the Ravens have a small one because they have to win this game and then they need three other teams to lose. The Chargers, the Colts, and the Dolphins all have to lose. And the Steelers flat out can't make the playoffs, right? Oh no, they can. They have a win. They have a weird one too. Yes, they can. So yeah. they have a they have a, a not dissimilar thing whereas they don't necessarily need a result in the Dolphins Patriots game. Whatever, whatever happens there happens, but they do need the Jaguars to beat the Colts. Yeah. And um, other, but then, like, they need to win and the Jaguars to beat the Colts, and then they're good. They don't need anything else beyond that. Baltimore sort of needs the trifecta of results. The Steelers only need uh, only need the one thing. Now, the one thing the Steelers need is remarkably unlikely, but that's the one thing they need. Yeah. Now this yeah. does represent now, the first done. game of the C or the game of this week where both teams will potentially be trying. So there, yeah. there's something. So this is a game where you think that. Yeah, we have no reason to believe that that neither, that either of these teams is is going to throw everything they've got at this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know you you have that small chance to make the playoffs and you have to win in order for it to exist. So go win the football game. Mm-hmm. I like Baltimore. Yeah. Baltimore's currently laying three and a half. So you're getting the half point hook there with the Ravens at home. Billy, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I'm on Baltimore here. The, the Steelers have just been a mess, and I think they will continue to be a mess. I think the, the eight and seven they're at is, is almost favorable. Um, and I haven't I, hated Huntley. Um, I think he's, I think he's good. Right. Yeah. So uh, I, 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 like, uh, I like Baltimore on this one. How did Huntley slip through the cracks, Craig? Is it just as simple as back black quarterback who played in a West Coast team when everybody else was asleep on the East Coast side? Is it that simple? Yes. All right. I'm sorry. I was I was just wondering if there I was just wondering if there was a more in depth reason, but that's probably yeah, it, no, right? In college now. Now here's the thing. Like if if you if you want to say that hey maybe the the accuracy wasn't quite what you wanted uh, at some points in college. Uh, yeah, sure. We can talk about that. Uh, but I, uh, 
I look at his career in Utah and think to myself, like, not that this guy should have been a first-round pick necessarily, but it's a sort of situation where uh, someone probably should have drafted him, and they didn't. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah, it probably just simply boils down to black quarterback, West Coast team, East Coasters asleep when he played his games, period, right? Like, I was, I was, I was hoping well, there would be more Utah, of a – You've got Pac-12 team. Utah's not West, West Coast. But, yeah, they're, they're yeah. essentially playing at those teams. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not a heavy DVOA matchup. So, uh, Baltimore is the 18th Pittsburgh's 23rd. I like Baltimore better too, despite all of the, uh, the thing stuff to watch out for, uh, TJ Watt going for that sack record is, as Craig mentioned, Huntley probably playing for a, a, maybe a starting job on, on a different franchise, uh, next year and Baltimore can get some, I'm fascinated <laughs> to see what Baltimore can get for him. Yeah. Get some first round picks for sure. Um, I don't know if they, they may not get that, but well, I don't know. Like they, they, someone will want to give up something for them. Yeah, gambling wise, I think I agree. I think I'm on the Ravens with you guys. I don't know if it's going to be one of my five, but I I think it's going to be the Ravens. Um, also, I think Mike Grable should be the coach of the year. But even though the Ravens may finish eight and nine here, I think there has to be a John Harbaugh conversation. I know they're not going to make the playoffs, but they have had like other yeah. than Andrews, all of their top players have missed a ton of time. Mm-hmm. And they have had every reason for this thing to completely fall off the rails and then to be bad. And they're not. And I think that Harbaugh is the reason why there's a few legitimate, legitimate, uh, claims to be staked for, for coach of the year. Vrabel, one of them as well. Uh, Harbaugh, as you mentioned, Lafleur, Yeah. Bilicek based on the complete lack of talent that is on that Patriots team and, and has made that team look like, you know, they were scary looking in the middle there. They've come back to earth a little bit there. Um, obviously Lafleur should probably get a look or two based on the fact he's having. Now he'll get dinged for like, well, he's got Aaron Rodgers, but also it's like, yeah, but Aaron Rodgers is a jackass. <laughs> so he's who's like intentionally sabotaging and insulting his teammates the entire year. He's got to navigate through that, right? And and like, uh, there's that. You know, there's there's all that Cliff Kingsbury for a bit there, like. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, from a scheme perspective, I'm fine with Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. But from a game perspective, he is dead. Yeah, no. To quote, the, to quote the guy from Trailer Park Boys, who's the manager of the uh, International Association of Trailer Park, Trailer Park Supervisors and Trailer Park Supervisors, mm-hmm. uh, he is just fucking qualified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right, so we're all, we're all on to Baltimore Ravens. Uh, next up, uh, the Bengals and the Browns, uh, a game that has seen the most line movement based on people you know, being in or out. This line opened up at Cleveland plus three. And it is now Cleveland minus six. So that's uh, nine points of line movement. Um, Bengals will not be trying in this game. The Burrow and Chase are out, as you, as you just put. Uh, Baker Mayfield will be out of this game. So it sounds like it's going to be Case Keenum. Uh, Mayfield, who's going for shoulder surgery, by the Does way. Does that and, mean Cleveland's not trying or is trying? Yeah, that's a great question. Skate, like trying. Scathing review from Craig on the play of Baker Mayfield this year. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who is in his corner and telling him to play through that injury all this year, but... That that man's cost himself a lot of a lot of money. I don't know what you do if you're the Browns. Uh, this is obviously a better discussion for the off season, but like, yeah, I I if, if to me it's like I, I I think the Browns are just gonna try to replace Maker Mayfield, and if they can't, they're just gonna exercise that one year option they got left on him, right, and hope that 
the surgeries back or that the surgery fixed him because he was just not good this year and I attributed a fair chunk to it to the fact that he was not throwing the ball downfield because he was playing with a torn labrum or whatever it was in his shoulder so not a good luck uh but anyway gambling uh, yeah that's that, a big offseason in Cleveland yeah very big offseason um currently Browns minus six I don't know what to make of this game because the Browns I the that Monday game was wild um, if you were a Nick Chubb fantasy owner and you needed only a few points to, to win your title this year, that was obviously devastating well, the way I don't know if you guys watched the Manning cast, but Peyton Manning was just scorching. The he, I, he was scorching yeah, them so like, badly. I texted you during that and I asked him, I think Peyton Manning bet money on the Cleveland Browns. Like, I think he had actual dollars on the Cleveland Browns. Either that or he, he's just such a football head that he was so offended that by the way that they were. That's what it is. I think he, yeah. gets, he gets offended by bad offense. Because like yeah. I never get the sense he's cheering for the two teams when, when I watch the Manning cast, but he's always cheering for points. Yeah. So he gets offended by bad offense. So one time, like Mayfield's in the shotgun and uh, and, and, and Darius Johnson, he's not a bad player next to him. No. And, and, and Peyton's just like, why is Chubb not back there? Nothing good happens when Chubb's not in the game. Yeah. <laughs> And Dearness is yeah, and Dearness is like a good scat back who who played really well when Chubb missed those games earlier in the season, right? And and it's like yeah, no, he's, he's not a bad player, but I understand Peyton Manning's frustration in that situation. Yeah, oh yeah, um, and it, yeah, I just I didn't I didn't get what the game plan was there unless it was Stefanski trying to intentionally sink Baker Mayfield so that he can get a better quarterback for next year. Weird, weird scenario. Uh, also, I don't know if you guys saw the Manning cast, but uh, Snoop Dogg. Has uh has purchased some bling for Eli Manning for his birthday. I did see that. He was yeah. A guest. Yes, it was delightful. Yeah, halftime, half, Super Bowl halftime show uh, participant this year, uh, Snoop Dogg. I, uh, I am more excited for the Super Bowl halftime show than I have been since Springsteen did it. Yeah, I, I maybe ever for me, quite frankly. Uh, like yeah, like this is, this should be like the Springsteen prince variety yeah of prince league. prince for me i forgot about prince you're right yeah it was prince, prince for me was 06 springsteen was 08 but yeah. yeah um gambling wise i i just have this as as a stay away i'm not on either side of this game because like i don't know who's going to be trying who's going to be doing what it, it, like the best of the number is gone because it's moved nine points um yeah i mean i guess there's well, a, people thought the Bengals were going to try because here's the situation for cincinnati and I'll, yeah i think i'm going to if they win this football game, they go to the third seed. So then they would, in all likelihood, face the Colts. If they lose this football game, they will, in all likelihood, play the Patriots. I'd rather play the Colts, I think, if I'm the Bengals. Really? I, just don't I think like I'd rather play the Pats. quarterback in his first playoff game. I don't want to deal with Bill Belichick. Let's just like you know, Colts are a good team, but like yeah. let's just handle them as opposed to whatever Bill Belichick has up his sleeve. Yeah, uh, Billy, anything uh, to add on this one, gambling wise? No, I, I think you're right. It's moved around so much that it's it's really anybody's guess here. I kind of like Cleveland just because I feel a little bit more comfortable with Case Keenum, um, but uh, I'm not solid I'm either t- person. I'm going to take the Bengals. I just think the Browns are a mess mm-hmm. and the Bengals, even with, you know, Brandon Allen chucking the ball to Tyler Boyd might be okay. 
Yeah, I just don't know what the I just don't know what the end game of the Cleveland Browns is. Like, I don't know. Are they going to come out and call real plays, or are they going to come out and do what they did again on Monday? Like, I don't. Well, the fact that the offense looks better with Nick Mullins than it does with Baker Mayfield is a real goddamn problem. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, Next up, a game at first glance you might look at it and say, "This is no good," and there's a good chance it might end up being a particular candidate. I'll throw it over to Craig and find out if I'm right, but. This game, I think, has a little bit of gambling potential that I will get to in a minute. And this game is the Washington football team is heading to New York to take on the Giants. And the football team is laying seven. The football team is a full touchdown favorite in New York in a division game, which is crazy. But I think... Washington is the right side of this. I I really do. Um, Washington just the Giants have quit. The Giants have quit. They've they've flat out quit. Joe Judge is given Trumpian press conferences after games. I don't understand what the hell that was last week when he when he was going out there going. You know, I get a lot of calls. I get a lot of calls from guys telling me they want to come play for the Giants, even though they just left. You know, they're, they're, they're back. They're calling me. They Which, want to come back. Like, I don't know. To be clear, that is against the thing. I'm yeah. surprised the NFL didn't find him for saying that. Well, they, they didn't find him because he's lying. Touche. <laughs> like, right? That's a good point. They'd have to launch an investigation and then yeah. just be embarrassed for everybody. Good yeah, point. That's why exactly. They didn't, they didn't find him because he's lying. Like, it was, he's flat out lying. It's bad. Like, I don't get it. Um, the Giants have quit, and I think Ron Rivera it doesn't have it in his bones to not have his team show up even for, for meaningless football games. So I think Washington's the right side of this. Craig, what do you think? I love watching a football team this week. That being said, Scott Hansen did not show this game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It was this or Bears-Vikings. Yeah. Else. Well, I guess Bear, Delvin Cook's still alive in Bears-Vikings, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like, and Justin you know, Jefferson's still good. Some level of playoff implication, right? One of the teams has, yeah. has something to play for. Uh, but yeah, no, Washington football team is absolutely the side here. This feels like free money to me. I don't understand this line at all. Yeah, I, I think I think I think this is one of the rare occasions where you can bet a, bet comfortably the football team, even though they're laying seven. This is this is not this is an insane spot, right? Like it's Washington on the road, laying seven. They're not that great. You don't normally want to lay seven with a team that's not that great in a division matchup, no less. In the last week of the season, when neither team is probably going to be trying their darndest, and I still think Washington is is a pretty comfortable side that you should be on in this one. Uh, Billy, what do you think? I think last week Chicago beat them by twenty six. Like they've absolutely yeah. quit. I mean, they're they're not a good team. Uh, I don't love laying points with Washington, but you cannot bet on the Giants right now. So you take Washington. All right. Uh, I I agree with everything you just said, and the the, the Joe Jet like. The fact that the Giants have already like leaked that Joe Judge is going to be back. Yeah. What the hell? They're going. I I have a feeling that that will be retracted. <laughs> like I, I, in a month or two, I I think the I think the Giants I are going to be singing a different tune. Ended. How can you how can you bring this guy back? Yeah, I don't. It's justifiable. And look, they've got two first round picks. They've got their own pick and they got Chicago. So they'll probably pick twice in the top eight here. That's that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see exactly what that means for them going forward. But they've got a chance to really do some things this offseason. Uh, the problem is they've got they, they've spent all their money. They've got no cap space, and they don't really have a lot of deals they can get out of either. So I don't know how that part's going to go, but they've got a chance to inject some talent here. We'll see what they do. Yeah, and like they signed Kenny Galladay to a pretty 
juicy contract. That was an outrageous contract. And here's the thing. They're paying him like he's an elite receiver, which in a vacuum, when you look at Kenny Galladay's career, fine. Yeah. Kenny Galladay's produced like an elite receiver. But that's not the way it looks right now. Yeah, zero touchdowns on the season, Kenny Galladay. <laughs> now, touchdowns are random, but come on now. Right? But the fact like, that he has like he has like 400 and something yards. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, a little less than 500. He was like 481 or something like that, I think. But yeah, that's still not great for a guy making the kind of money and the big contract that they signed him to in the off season. Yeesh. All right, uh, next up, the Chicago Bears. Just a, a game that got squeaked out for the, for the Scott for the final Scott Hansen game of of 2021 season. Uh, the Chicago Bears head to Minnesota today, and your boys, uh, Bill, uh, a line that's seen some movement opened up at Minnesota minus two and a half, and is now Minnesota minus five and a half. So three points of movement, which came out when we found out the Vikings are pretty much going to have all their ducks in a row for this game. Um, looks like Cook, looks like Jefferson, looks like they're all going to be out there. Uh, like Cook will be out there, so. It's your boys in seemingly going to give it a go. Now, neither of these teams have anything to play for, but it seems like they're going to give it a go for pride, I guess, because it's a, a divisional matchup. You just don't want to lose to your divisional opponents. So based on that three lines of movement, sounds like your boys are going to give this a go. Bill, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think Minnesota's a better team, and this is not a high line. Uh, I'm taking Minnesota here. I feel like this line should be higher. Um I don't understand, like, I know they don't have anything to play for, so there's probably an element of risk there. But Minnesota's, the fact that the line is what it is, is suggesting they're about even. And I think Minnesota's a much better team. So I, I love Minnesota here. Yeah, um, I think I, I like them at the two and a half. We're not getting the best of the number anymore, which is obviously the worst part of that. You wanted to get it early. Uh, in the week, uh, Craig, anything to add on this one? Vikings laying five and a half. Uh, no, I still think I'm, I'm taking Minnesota. Uh, mm-hmm. I know Fields is going to play, so it's going to like Chicago's going to be slightly better. No, off, doesn't but... Fields have COVID? Oh, right, they activated him from an injury perspective. He's got COVID. Never mind. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. All right, never mind. Uh, I retract what I'm going to say. What I'm going to say. Uh, give me, give me uh, Minnesota either way. Chicago, by the way, another team with a reckoning coming this off season, a team that's capped out, a team yeah. that you don't really have any idea where they're going. And by the way, ho hum. Um, as of right now, the eighth overall pick is going to the Giants, courtesy of the Bears. Yeah, they're they're in one of the worst spots. And that number they need, yeah, they need a new head coach, and they got no first round pick, so that's not where you want to be, right? But Justin Fields looks solid. Solid-ish, you know, when he was out there. Yeah, it's good to justify this, depending, of course. Like, yeah. Now, that being said, Giants will wind up booting the pick, and Bears fans will just be like, well, whatever, we would have booted it too, and that's <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Um, next up, the Tennessee Titans head into Houston to take on the Texans. The Texans who upset the Titans earlier this year in Tennessee. Um, Tennessee laying 10.5 on and the Texans. The Texans, nothing to play for, obviously, other than potentially getting the over and upsetting a bunch of people, myself included. Tennessee um, will not need to play in this game if the Chiefs lose to the Broncos on Saturday night, as Craig mentioned earlier in this podcast. However, now, unlikely. Is this a 4 o'clock start or a 1 o'clock start? This is a 1 o'clock start. Okay, they will need to play in this game because if yeah. the Chiefs lose to the Broncos and Tennessee loses to the Texans and then Cincinnati beats Cleveland. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden Cincinnati Bengals are your first seed in the AFC, which that would be 
dramatic television. So I, I, I take back what I said earlier. I, I forgot about that particular scenario. They do have a little bit to play for, whereas if they lose that game and Kansas City loses, mm-hmm. then they, they would be the second seed if they were to, if they were to not beat Houston. Mm-hmm. That said, that scenario may be completely off the board by the time this game gets started because Kansas City will likely have already beaten Denver. Yeah, and that's just it. it likely not only will be off the board, but off the board in a way where it won't matter much to Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Well, no, I think no, Tennessee, like, if Kansas City beats Denver, Tennessee has to win this game to get a bye. Mm-hmm. So Tennessee's going to have to win this game. Right. And even you if know, they like, lose, they still have to win. The, yeah, I see. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Tennessee is going to be playing to win this game, barring some bizarre circumstances. Yeah. Uh, I like Houston, and they're going to be one of my five. The the ten and a half is too high. I like the Titans. They're pr- they're probably going to win this game, but this has all the makings of let's just win this game and get the hell out of here. Davis Mills has got something to play for. Davis Mills, who has been not that terrible, he's been okay. Yeah, yeah, he's got something to play for. He might be playing for a starting job in Houston again next year, or if not somewhere else. But like, if you're, if you're the Texans, and currently you sit at third in the draft board, so like maybe there's some scenarios where you look at a Malik Willis, but even that's probably a bit of a reach at this point. If you're the Texans, you're probably not going to get a quarterback out of the draft. Maybe you have a scenario where you get a young quarterback like a Tua Tagovailoa in exchange for in exchange for Deshaun Watson this offseason. Mm-hmm. But if you're the Texans, I'd be, I don't know if okay with, like I would run it back with Davis Mills, but have a veteran to go with him is what I would do this offseason. Yeah. Unless, unless you're getting someone like Tagovailoa in exchange for, for Watson. Mm-hmm. We need to have the Tagovailoa conversation on a different pod sometime because it's, yeah. it's fascinating. Um, I'm, I'm on Houston plus the 10.5. It's a divisional matchup. I think they, they, they like the idea of potentially playing spoiler for the Titans if it's there. I don't think they're going to win. I Normally, I'd be like, you got to bet the money line, but I think the money line is somewhere else this uh this week as far as the upset so i'm not on it but i like the 10 and a half uh, and i think they're going to be one of my five billy what do you think yeah i i think it's probably too many points and i take houston here like tennessee guaranteed wins this game um but last game of the year they just need the win they don't need to blow them out of the water here let's assume a little bit closer maybe you got backdoor potential uh i'll take the points here uh, Craig, official uh, take in Houston, Tennessee? I think the Titans cover. I think they have okay. a great game. All right. Uh, next up, the Indianapolis Colts uh, head to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. The Colts, who apparently have not won in Jacksonville, who they play there every year uh, since 2014. So not quite as bad as the Lions in Lambeau, but still pretty bad. Um I read a stat somewhere that basically said, I think 14 of the last 15 drafts, the Jaguars have picked in the top 10. Yeah, that sounds about right. And the only one that... Was the year they could have beaten New England in the Asian yeah, Championship? Yeah, it was the year they were one throw, where they were one, like, half a yard away from Blake Bortles going to the Super Bowl. So, football's a weird game, man. A weird, weird game. Whew. Um, Colts minus four. 15 and a half in Jacksonville. Um, God, you're supposed to bet Jacksonville here, but they've got nothing to play for. The Colts need to win in order to clinch a berth for God's sake. So they, they've obviously got a ton to play for. They're the better team. Yeah. If the Colts Um, lose this game, they're almost certainly cooked. 
Like they yeah. they have outs if they lose this game, but mm-hmm. they're almost certainly cooked. Now that said, we we've been dancing around it a little bit on this podcast, but Jacksonville pulling the upset in this game is what you need to present all of the interesting little playoff scenarios that exist in, out there. Uh, including the chart. Right yeah, including that weird scenario where if they lose, the Chargers and the Raiders can basically say, "Okay," <laughs> and they can, they somebody I can. Want it so bad. Yeah, here's th- the thing: it would never happen. No, would launch a thousand investigations. Uh, both teams would lose their first round picks forever. Mm-hmm. But the scenario is this: if you're not aware, if Jacksonville loses this game, it would get us to Sunday Night Football, at which point the Raiders and Chargers. Would one of them would make the playoffs if they win? The other would make the playoffs if they win. If they tied, they both make the playoffs. Mm. So you could hypothetically, again, they've already said at least from at, at least from Brandis Daly's perspective, they've already said, "Hey, we're not going to kneel this game out." But mm-hmm. let me make the pitch as to why they should. <laughs> one. Um, your playoff odds at the, at the kickoff of that game would be 50%, unless you knew that both sides were going to kneel the game out, in which case they would become 100%. That's a 50% increase. That's pretty good. Two, let's just say you play this game out and you win, but Justin Herbert breaks his arm. Who, who benefits from that? Mm-hmm. You know when Justin Herbert's not going to break his arm? If he's doing kneel downs over and over again. <laughs> They wouldn't even need to. They wouldn't even need to kneel it down. Everybody keeps saying, "Oh, they just need to kneel it down." I'm like, you don't even need to kneel it. The opening kicker on the kickoff can just like do that little bunt thing, and then everybody could just stand around while the clock ticks, right? Yeah, and then you wait till the end of the quarter. Yeah, and then you do it again. Someone recovers it, kneels it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's all sorts of different things you could do. Now, again, they're not going to do this because, like, I like just imagine the ferocity of this. Like, no. uh, uh, like some, they the NFL would consider this worse than anything Washington football team has done, which, quite frankly, abhorrent. That's how they would feel, like think about this, yeah. and then they would start just slapping first round pick fine. So it would never happen. I just want the Jaguars to win this game. So when Sunday Night Football kickoff happens, I just think to myself, what's about to happen here? I just want to have that moment where yeah. I wonder whether this might occur. <laughs> I think we just hammer the unders on everything and hope it happens. Yeah. yeah. The uh, yeah. Oh yeah, look, the under hit. Zero points. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, scoregami, I'll bet there's is there a scoregami of a zero zero football game before? Oh, there has to be some zero zero football game from some like yeah. massive Desert in Green Bay in 1948. Yeah, or like one of those mud games that, yeah, where the game ends like 2 nothing, and it's like, yeah, the safety won the game. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, now, yeah, there's a few reasons why it won't happen. A, first off, Herm Edwards, you play to win the game, right? So none of these, none of those teams are going to go out there and be like, yeah, let's tie it up or, or whatever. Also, I believe some. What happened in the city of Pittsburgh? Because Pittsburgh is the team that gets pushed out if that happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, could you imagine what happened in the city of Pittsburgh if they if these two teams decided to kneel it out for the time? Oh God, that would be something. I would love to see it, but it'll never happen. And the other thing is, I I'm not sure how reputable this source was, but I did read somewhere that apparently the league has a rarely uh, exercised uh, competitive clause or competition clause or something. Yeah. yeah. There's there's a rarely exercised competition 
clause in the NFL where if the Chargers and Raiders were to have a handshake agreement to just kneel it out as the hilarious uh, thing would, you know, would occur. But uh, the league can then step in and afterwards and declare a double forfeit, which would count as a double loss for both teams. Now, I don't know if that's true, but it sounds legit. It sounds like something they do. So yeah. if it is a double, actually, I want to know what's funny about that scenario. <laughs> if they both um, lose. <laughs> If it is a double forfeit and they both lose, the Chargers still make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here's the Chargers. They're like, hey, hey, hey. I suspect yeah. they would be banned and like they would like give the playoff spot to the Colts or something. Or the, yeah, yeah, the Steelers or whoever gets forced out. Yeah. Uh, either way, uh, the Colts are laying 15 and a half. Billy, what do you say about this one gambling-wise? Yeah, take the points. It's too many in a situation like this. Uh, yeah, I think so too, but uh, one of these teams, one of these teams that is playing, like, one of the teams that has something to play for that is playing not a team that has not something to play for, one of them is going to get clipped, right? Like, I think it's going to be one of the four, uh, we'll get to it, because I think it's the game in one of the four o'clock slots, the Jaguars but... have covered the spread since November 14th. <sighs> is that... that wow. Is wow. I was unaware of that. I'm staring at their. They were playing on November 14th. I'm staring at their four and twelve. Was it their uh, the Buffalo Bills game? No, it was the next week against the Indianapolis Colts. The game they lost by six. Yeah, there you go. I'm staring at their four and twelve against the spread, two and six on both the road and oh, just an awful team, just an awful team. And they can't now. If the Jags win, they can cost themselves the number one pick too, right? So that's they could. Yeah, more incentive uh, for them to not get there, but uh, oof. All right, moving on. Last game of the 1 o'clock slate, Packers-Lions. The Green Bay Packers head into Detroit, take on my Lions. The Packers are laying 3.5 in Detroit, minus 3. So you're getting the hook. Um, this is, they've officially said this is going to be Jordan Love making his second start, right? Like Aaron Rodgers is not going to, cause Green Bay's got everything locked up. They've got the, they've got home field advantage throughout the playoffs, uh, ready to go. So, uh, we have, hopefully we get to see that annual, uh, Green Bay Packers get knocked out of the NFC championship game in, in Lambeau field, uh, a yearly tradition that I think we all have, uh, grown to love, yeah. uh, they're playing the my maligned Detroit Lions, who, I mean, I they clipped the Lions clipped us last week. I, we went on this podcast last week, and we were all we were all kind of on the Lions. Craig, I think, had him in his five. I did the second, yeah, yeah the second we uh, turned basically the second I put up the podcast. I started reading that oh like the public is on the Lions and I'm like shit we we just suggested a public team a public dog and public dogs god they never work out and they clearly didn't because the Lions got hosed in Seattle last week. That said, I think this is the spot to take the Lions. We got Jordan Love starting a game on the road. The Lions I think are locked in like the worst pick they can have draft wise is number two right like if even if they win uh, this game I th- my formula here yes there's no yeah. way they can pick lower than two. Yeah, so even even if they win this game, it's it's not like they're they're probably gonna they're probably gonna end up with the number two overall pick behind Jacksonville. So I think they're gonna try this. Amon Ra St. Brown is is you know fun. is is fun. Dan Campbell, I think, is you know if he wants to build something here, he's got to do that whole we don't quit no matter the scenario type of stuff, right? So they're gonna they're gonna come out there and and 
and try and he's going to try to end the season on like I think I think ending the season on a win even if against against Jordan Love but ending ending the season with a win against the Packers will be you know you know pretty decent for uh, where we thought the Detroit Lions were going to be at the beginning of this season um and yeah I don't see I like what the Packers are going to do and like I don't know it's Jordan Love making a making a start on the road so I don't know. I'm on the Lions. What do you think, Craig? Uh, Lions. Mm. I think they're. I think they're the play. And uh, this line opened like because Rogers said, "Oh, maybe I'm going to play this week." This line opened at Green Bay minus eleven. So yeah, and, and like Devonte Adams is sitting too, isn't he? Or is he playing? Because he's got like a record or something that he could get near. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what his, but yeah, they're looking for something. With him. I looked at. I looked at like well, because this line, this on a lot of the uh, books that I was staring at, this game didn't have a line for a long time. Like it didn't officially have a line until like Friday morning, the morning of the day we are recording this podcast, because there was some consternation about whether or not the Packers were going to be trying because I guess there was a lot of like single season records they could break. So there was some talk of like, okay, Rogers and Adams are going to be out there for the first quarter or second, first half or whatever. They're going to run up the score on the lions to get all these records and then pack it in in the second half. Right. So, uh, yeah, but it seems like those guys are out. So I think the lions are the play. Billy, what do you think? We're both on the lions lions getting three and a half at home. Yeah, you guys are more confident than me. Um, I, I, I kind of like the idea of, of the Packers here. I think the Packers are probably a better coach team, though I haven't hated this coach for the Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the idea that they're going to just get the win just because they're a, they're a better unit. And, and I know no Rodgers. I, I don't think Love is that bad. I, it's not like he's come in before and thrown four interceptions as far as I can remember. So I think they're still capable, and I like the Packers here. Yeah, we didn't. I they're just what like what did he throw the ball eight times or whatever in that game he had earlier in this year and yeah it, it there, yeah there was nothing and and he didn't even get announced because that was the that was the week Rogers had COVID right so like he didn't even get announced till Friday so there's nothing to discern from that like Matt hell Matt Flynn got a fucking three year deal or whatever from Seattle based on a five touchdown performance in a meaningless week 16 game against the lions. So maybe, maybe that happens for Jordan love. I don't know. Uh, here's hoping not. Cause, cause I'm going to be on the line. I just think this is a, like, this is week 18 or the last week of the season is, uh, is be careful out there week. I just think one team will be, you know, playing all their starters and trying hard Detroit. And one team will be not, which is the Packers. Cause they've got everything locked up. So you might want the lions in this one. Uh, Rogers story before we move on. The other Aaron Rodgers story. Well, the, is this about Hub Hubbaresh or no, this or Hubbard Cash? Oh, okay. No, I did not hear this one. On his radio show today, said that he got a text from a trusted source that Aaron Rodgers, if the Packers make the Super Bowl, will threaten to sit out for the game so the NFL changes their COVID nineteen rules. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Rodgers said this. Said, yeah, no, Aaron Rodgers already said this is this is. Uh, I believe the uh, quote on Twitter was dumbest fucking story of the or ever. Okay. Uh, yes. So there you go. Um, yeah, he, so he, according to Boomer Sison, he quote, told Jordan Love to be ready. Uh, here's the thing. The NFL doesn't really have COVID rules anymore. They've kind of thrown those out the window here. Yeah. What are you boycotting over? Anyway. No, so. yeah. Like I'm, I'm, if anyone who's ever listened to this podcast knows that I'm no Aaron Rodgers fan. 
even I find that one to be bullshit. The stuff that happened earlier this week with Hub Arkesh, that that was a bit more BS to me because I agree with Hub that Aaron Rodgers shouldn't be considered quote unquote MVP based on um, the fact that he gaslit his teammates and his franchise and his fans this entire fucking season. So like MVP should also, you know, shouldn't just stretch to on the field performance. It should also be off the field performance as well. So that's why I, and that's what hub said when he said, I'm not voting for Rogers because he's been a dick to his entire team and fans and whatnot. And he's going to still, he's still going to leave after all this. He's still going to leave. If the Packers win a super bowl, he's still leaving. Like he will not be on the green Bay Packers next year. So, yeah. He has very positive comments about Brian Guntekust in the media recently. I, I don't care. He's still leaving. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like, that was, that's the guy he was mad at. And all of a sudden, he's talking about how good a job he's done. Well, like, well, well the, all this stems down to, like, they drafted Jordan Love without telling him, and, he, and, it, and his feelings got hurt. But, like, his whole thing was he complained the entire offseason about not having this and that. And he's got, like, arguably the best wide receiver, two really good running backs, and an offensive line that doesn't suck. I mean, it's like, what more do you want there, bud? Right? Like, well, it's, I, I think that what, like, what, and, and we don't have to relitigate this, but, no. like, when, when the, the Patriots were cutting receivers or making decisions as to which receivers stayed on the team, which ones didn't, like, Tom Brady got got some got some opinion there mm-hmm. the Broncos Colts are doing that Peyton Manning got opinion you know what I mean like he got to weigh in on that yeah so I understand why Rogers thinks he should have got to weigh in on that stuff I, I understand that entirely but it doesn't justify the, the vaccine stuff and- yeah and the behavior and yeah it's 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 been nonsense and I think Cooper Cup should be the MVP because he's having an all-time wide receiver season and these things happen and, uh, and like they should have a like a quarterback award I, and then an MVP award, and yeah. we'd be done with this uh, forever. Well, they should have offensive player of the year be a non-quarterback. That should be the, the yeah award. exactly. Uh, I think Tom Brady's the MVP. <laughs> True. I mean, maybe he had that that zero point game though that's holding up uh, the resume there, unfortunately. Yeah, but he's well, going to have five thousand yards to end the season. Aaron so Rodgers we'll see. had a zero point game too. True. Um, no, just it was not as recent. I just mm-hmm. like you know. By all the traditional stats, and I understand the EPA and stuff, Rogers, you kind of lean Rogers, but uh, Brady's having a Brady's having an all timer of a season and much, much like, tougher schedule than Aaron Rodgers yeah. too. And he's Tom Brady, like you yeah. know, we can give him awards if we want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, I just didn't like the thing that uh, that Hub was basically saying that well, I'm not voting him for because he's a dick, and then Rogers went on the Pat McAfee show or whatever, quoted Ann Rand for God's sake, uh, and uh, like. And basically gaslit him again into saying that this is a vaccine thing. And he's like, no, at no point did Hub say that <laughs> like that he wasn't going to vote for for uh, for Rogers because he was an anti-vaxxer. He said he was going to vote for him because he acted like a dick. And I'm like, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> right? like, I think Rogers is going to win that award. I do, too. But like, whatever. You know, history looks back on sometimes award, some on, on awards and says, hey, that one wasn't necessarily yeah. the smartest like decision the thing, but... if, if someone votes for him and they're 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 i'm not gonna be mad his... yeah yeah and same with me i mean like, oh you thought he was the best player and they're you're gonna be able to make a pretty good statistical case that you thought he was the best player i mm-hmm. just think that tom brady was the best player yeah I, I that that would be the thing for me if i had a vote i'd be like well tom brady statistically is better and he hasn't acted like an asshole all uh, all season to everybody and whatnot so anyway uh, Tom Brady's the biggest asshole on, the, on his own team. Might have heard about this other guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. A couple uh, more games here. Uh, first up, all right, we head into the late afternoon games on Sunday. The New York Jets head into Buffalo to take on the Bills. Bills, 
Uh, still with some, st- they've got everything clinched, but they can, they still got a, they so don't they have the have division clinched though. So they, they have, have to, to win, win this game. game. Yeah. Yes. Because if they don't and the Patriots beat Miami, uh, the Bills will not have a home playoff game. Yeah, so they need this for home field advantage for sure. So they're going to do that. And we want to see actual – remember we got robbed of Bills Mafia in a playoff game yep. last year uh, because of the and COVID. I want yeah. the Bills to be on either the – I want the Bills to be on the Sunday night game in the first <laughs> week of because I want everyone in Buffalo to have the whole day to drink. To get nice and sauced. <laughs> yeah. I think I think yeah. that'll be the case because I can't see. Now, that said, the Jets already beat the Bills earlier. No, that was the Jaguars. The Jaguars beat the Bills earlier this year. So the Jets got to have the a Jets better shot. Bengals, but. Though. Yeah. And um, they beat the Titans. Wow. Good for them. Um, that said, all right, so it's Bills minus 16. This line has seen a little bit of movement because uh, it opened up at 16 and a half for the Bills. So they've lost half a point. I'm still on the Bills here mostly because they need this game. They're far and away the better team and Zach Wilson played well last week and he has not been he played damn well they should have won that game if they if they called a better play on that fourth and two they would have beat the Bucs um it just didn't happen and uh I I think for a rookie like Zach Wilson in his the current scenario that he's in for him to put in two big games in a row i think that's i think that's uh, uh against two playoff bound teams i think that's asking a lot so I'm, I'm on the bills uh covering the 16 and a half billy what do you think you don't need to necessarily put in a good game to cover a 16 and a half point spread this is true this is true in a pretty average game and cover that spread uh that's that's a lot of points but buffalo's a much better team i i, I think i like the points here uh, I think Buffalo might be thinking about the playoffs a little bit more already, and, and they're going to beat them probably by double digits, but it's just a few too many for me, so I like the Jets. Okay, uh, I'm on the Bills. Bills on the Jets. Craig, tiebreaker. Last time these two teams played, the Bills put up 45. I don't think they do that. I think that the Jets will cover in this game, but Buffalo uh, wins easily. Here's the other thing you have to think about for this game. Let's just say that that Dolphins-Patriots game, like, and look, like Dolphins not a bad team. Like, There's a chance they could beat the Patriots, and 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 it could you know look like New England is is kind of going towards a loss in the in the third or fourth quarter. I think there's a non-zero chance that you see the Bills look up the scoreboard and say, "Well, the Patriots aren't going to win, eh?" Well, Josh, get out of the game. Like, let's not mm-hmm. have anything happen here. So, um, like, it's it's an unlike, but that scenario just happens to exist, right? So uh, we'll see whether it comes into play or not, but. Uh, I think that there's a, a conversation to be had for uh, the Bills may wind up taking their foot off the gas in 16 and a half a lot. All right. Uh, next up, the New Orleans Saints head to Hotlanta to take on the Falcons and a line that has seen a little bit of movement. This opened up at Saints minus four and a half. And the Sharps came in hard on the Falcons and it has gone down a point. So the Saints are laying three and a half. I'm on the Falcons. This is a pro Falcons podcast. It always has been. Um, I know some guys are sitting for the Saints. I know the or sorry for the Falcons. I know that the Saints have a pretty darn good defense. I just man, I have trouble seeing them score. And I know Taysom Hill had a, had a pretty decent game here, but this is a divisional matchup. The Falcons, I think, are going to love to play spoiler. They've got the better quarterback in this game, by the way. Um, 
I like the Falcons catching points at home to upset the Saints and knock them out of the playoffs. I think that's something that they're going to shoot for this week. This is the, this is my pick of the week of the, of the game where one team has nothing to play for and the other team has anything to play for and they get clipped. This is this is me uh, thinking it's the Atlanta Falcons. Billy, what do you think? I don't know. I, your reasoning is good. I, I kind of like the Saints – here for you got four and a half is that what you're looking at uh right now it's three and a half for the saints three and a half for the saints i get a bit of a hook on there i think i like the saints here i mean the, the saints are definitely a better team you, you, the defense is significantly better you're right the offense is the big question mark um but atlanta's defense has been bad enough that i think even with Taysom Hill not playing the best they can still move the ball a little bit they might get lucky with a deep ball uh i like the saints here all right. Uh, Craig, uh, I'm on the Falcons. Billy's on the Saints. You're the tiebreaker again. Yeah, for me, it's Saints. I just think that the Falcons are bad. Like, they're really – this. It's a, it's a bad football team. And, look, is the Saints offense going to do much in this game? Likely not. But, like, the Falcons offensive line has been, like, but not just the worst in the league, but by incredible amounts the worst in the league. Uh, Matt Ryan, I think, has been hit 130-something times. The next highest quarterback there is like 100. Like, it's 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 huge. And that's not the only stat you look at for offensive lines. But they're just – it's it's a bad – it's a group that's bad and has played bad. I think the Saints' uh, front four, which has a lot of good players on it, um, eats them alive. And the Saints score a couple times on defense and win this game pretty easily. All right. So I'm lone wolf in this one. Um Next up, another game that I got perplexed by in this week, and we discussed this a little bit off podcast, Craig. The Panthers are heading to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers, and we'll get into the Buccaneers and their uh, reality TV show-like behavior during this past week in a second, but let's talk about the game first. I Well, actually, their drama has some <laughs> reason to do with why I'm not going to be taking the... I originally had the Panthers, uh, which opened up at plus eight. It's now plus eight and a half for the Panthers against the Bucks. I originally wrote down that the Panthers were going to be one of my five because... The Buccaneers have nothing to play for, right? Like they don't, they don't, they can't gain or lose anything by by winning, can they not? Like I'm, I'm fairly certain there's no. Yeah, they they can very slightly. And here's a situation: if the Cowboys, oh no, not the Cowboys, excuse me. If the Rams lose a game that's happening at the, the same Buc- time. Yes, yes, and the Buccaneers win. The Buccaneers wind up as the second seed in the NFC playoffs. They jump one spot. Mm. Um, That would mean that in round two, rather than... So let's just say their round two options would be the following. Going to Arizona or Arizona coming to Tampa Bay. Mm. Like, I would probably rather Arizona coming to Tampa Bay if I were them. So that's what they're playing for is uh, is having a home date in round two of the playoffs. Uh, which, again, if the Rams win, they won't get. So if the Rams blow out the 49ers, the Bucks may pull all their guys. Because if the Rams blow out the 49ers and the Bucks aren't going anywhere, no matter what they do. Yeah. Uh, so, so some scoreboard watching in this game, potentially, too. Yes. So you could have a situation where, oh, man, it's 28 nothing Rams at halftime. Okay, our guys are coming out. That that yeah. may occur. Um, I don't know if it will be 28 nothing Rams at halftime, but that is a potential that you have to be concerned about if you're betting the Bucks to cover the spread. 
Yeah, so that's that was one of the reasons I was on the Panthers. But then, you know, uh, uh, Antonio Brown, all that stuff pops off this weekend, and he starts leaking text messages from Bruce Arians saying we're starting everybody this weekend and stuff. So that froze me on yeah. on, on, on this on game. And says Tom Brady's only good at football because of me, which yeah, kind of feels like. That's, it might not be true. About, yeah, that's kind yeah. of ignoring twenty years of track record here. So we can yeah, like, look feels that. like that might not be true. I, I yeah. don't, I don't, yeah, I don't want to jump to conclusions or anything like that. But it feels Please like that. Yeah, just say that about Roethlisberger because that might. Be- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but man, that was uh, yeah. That, yeah. That, that's that's not a good thing to say on the radio, in my opinion. Um, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe Brady, maybe Brady goes on an absolute heater and wants to throw five touchdowns this weekend. Plus, like, can we underestimate Tom Brady's thought process of no, I want to win the goddamn MVP and throwing five touchdowns this weekend? True, yeah, and he's like, he's uh, just a shade under five thousand yards for the season, and and yeah. he's he like even an average day will get him the yardage title this or the yardage uh, win this year among the QBs. Man, yeah, so yeah, so there's a chance that they do that, but like again, all the scenarios are, so that's why I'm frozen off the Panthers, but earlier in this week I did think the Panthers were the were the, were the right side of this game despite the fact that they suck and Matt Rule's been saying not quite as insane things as Joe Judge in <laughs> stuff, but certainly a Jace, right? So uh yeah, I don't I don't know what's Carolina. They got some work to do in the offseason too. Uh Billy, what do you think about this one with the Bucks laying eight and a half? Yeah, I I have never and will never suggest Tom Brady doesn't care that much about winning any game ever at anything. I, you mean I, the guy who lied about an anti-vax card and said some untoward things? You get right out of town, Bill. <laughs> I uh, I think you know Tom Brady's the type of guy that will you know flip the board of Monopoly when he's not winning. The guy likes to win. Sure, I, is. I, yeah. absolutely will. We'll say he's going to try to win and win big this week. I take Tampa Bay just because they're a way better team. Okay, uh, Craig, anything to add on this one? Uh, yeah, I think that uh, Tampa Bay wins this game. Also, Tom Brady's ten yards away from becoming uh, having the thirteenth five thousand yard passing season in NFL history. Which again, mm-hmm. you know, we got extra game here, but that's the situation yeah. ten yards away. So he will join uh, 2011 Matt Stafford, which I believe 2000 Bills were to one guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he will join Drew Brees doing it five or excuse me. Uh, yeah, five different times, which when you're playing on a good offense and your defense is terrible, you got to chuck the ball around. Yeah. Uh, ben Roethlisberger did it once in 2018. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has done it. Peyton Manning has the record uh, the 2013 Broncos season. Uh, the other quarterback to do it. Also play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, James Winston in 2019. Oh, was that Pass the 30-30 season? Yeah, that's right. Pass oh. is a weird metric, folks. So we're sure going to look is. at this and be like, Manning, Breeze, Brady, Mahomes. Or, oh, Marino's another one, excuse me. Marino. Yeah. Oh, also Jameis Winston. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> from the yardage for all those interception returns. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, and he ended that season on the pick six in overtime for the 30-30 season. God, that was glorious. I'll never forget that. It's like, That's one of my all-time favorite <laughs> like highlights is the Winston 30-30. Oh, man, it's so bad. Anyway, uh, moving on. The San Francisco 49ers will be taking on the Los Angeles Rams in a game where two teams will be trying. By God. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Um, 
this line open up at Rams minus four, and you're getting the hook now because it's Rams minus four and a half. The Sharps have been on the Rams from what I've seen because it looks like the 49ers are either going to go into this game with Trey Lance, uh, a rookie, making his first road start, or Jimmy Garoppolo with a broken hand, broken throwing hand. So uh, I'm on the Rams in this one. Uh, I know that McVay's record against Shanahan is 0-5, uh, I think. McVay is more well aware of that than anybody else on the planet. I think he's going to want to get a win uh, in order to set the tone for this team that uh, pushed all their chips into the center of the uh, the game. And, and why not improve your playoff positioning a little bit while knocking out a division rival out of the playoffs? So I'm, I'm on the I'm on the Rams and they're going to be one of my five. Craig, what do you think? This is game of the week. Uh, both teams not just have something to play for, but a lot to play for. Uh, the 49ers are a win-and-in situation. Um, if the Falcons beat the Saints, the 49ers are in no matter what. But it's a win-and-in situation for the 49ers. Here's what the, the Rams are facing this week. Their first-round playoff matchup, if they lose, in all likelihood, will be at Dallas. If they win, it will be home to the Saints. Kind of know which of those I want to do if I'm the Rams. Yep. Kind of want to be at home to the Saints. So I think that the Rams will be uh, the Rams will be pulling out all the stops. Yeah, I think they win this game. Yeah, and they've also we mentioned it earlier. There's a bunch of like Cooper Cup records and a few other records they can get after too. So they have plenty of incentive to play. Uh, Billy, what do you think on this one? Rams currently laying four and a half. Yeah, uh, I'm in agreement. Rams are more motivated, and the Rams are a better team. The Rams are at home. That's Rams, Rams, Rams. I like the Rams here. All right. Uh, next up, the New England Patriots go into Miami to take on the Dolphins, and a line that has seen some movement opened up at Patriots minus seven, getting a full touchdown in Miami. It is now Patriots minus six. The Sharps have come in on Miami hard, and I got to tell you, I love Miami in this game. And this is my underdog money line of the week. I love the Dolphins' money line here. Um, Patriots, stuff to play for here. They can improve their playoff positioning and potentially win a division title based on what's going on with Bill's Jets, although it, that's tough to, that's hard to expect that with the Bills as a 16-point favorite. Um, the Dolphins, it, it, this is a perfect buy-low-sell-high candidate too. Like the, the Patriots are coming off a blowout. The Dolphins are coming off getting blown out. Uh, it, historically, this game has... Even even during the peak peak years of Brady and Belichick, they had their problems going into Miami for whatever reason. Don't know why. Maybe it's the sun. Maybe it's the half Cuban, half Armenian women <laughs> that 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 make up most of Miami. But man, they had their problems, and and I'm 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 on the Dolphins. Unfortunately, we're not getting the best of the number anymore in the Dolphins because uh, the seven's not available anymore. Maybe if you do some searching, you can still find that seven, but. Um, I'm on the Dolphins. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't have a great read on either of these teams. I, I feel like I haven't been able to predict much going on with these two. Um, New England, they've been like New England's been reliably steady. Miami's been a little up and down. I, I take the points here. I think this will be a close enough game that I want the points. Uh, but I really don't know. Yeah, been a year of streaks for Miami. They had the seven-game losing streak and the seven-game winning streak when their season looked dead. So it's 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 nuts. Uh, Billy and I are both on Miami. What say you, Craig? I feel the same way, and here's one of the reasons why. We've talked about the potential of scoreboard looking, and all of a sudden you feel differently about whether your guy should be in there. This is the game with the biggest potential for that, in my opinion. 
because can you not see a scenario where the the Bills Jets game looks a lot like the first Bills Jets game where we go into halftime and it's 35-7 Buffalo wherever it is. And if you're the Patriots, do you not look up at that scoreboard and say to yourself, why like is why is yeah. Mac going out there for the second? Yeah, half? we're what, down here. How does this mm-hmm. help us? Yeah, like you know why you know why are we going to put Harris in the game or you know Matt Judon in the game just for something bad to potentially happen? Like do you really care whether you're the 5 or the 6 seed? No. Yeah, I agree. So we're all on Miami in this one. And sprinkle a little on their money line, too, for sure, for for me. Um, Last game of the late afternoon slate, the Seattle Seahawks head into Arizona to take on the Cardinals, and the Cardinals are minus six and a half. Um, I I don't think there's anything going on in this game, right? Like, can Arizona – well, I guess Arizona needs to win to clinch the division title, which is why – will they be – yeah, so I guess – yeah, Arizona has to win, right? They, yeah, they basically have to have to keep up the pressure on the Rams. Again, yeah. maybe they look up at halftime and the Rams are up by four scores and say, "Well, Kyler, you're not going back out there." But if the Rams win, Arizona cannot go up or down, no matter how the game tomorrow goes or game on Sunday rather goes. Um, so if the Rams have already locked into a W, Arizona cannot improve or hurt their situation, no matter what happens against Seattle. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the Cardinals are laying six and a half. How do you feel about this one, Billy? Yeah, I like uh, I like the Cardinals here. I think they're a much better team. Like you guys said, they have something to play for. Um, they've been a little up and down too, but Seattle has not been good. So I, I like the Cardinals at home for sure. Yeah, both these teams kind of righted the ship last week. Seahawks obviously with that big blowout against Detroit and the uh, Cardinals um, with a nice road victory in Dallas. Uh, that the score was a little bit flattering, I thought, for Dallas. I don't think. Uh... Now that said, if McCarthy had a challenge, I don't know. That might have been a fun. That might have been ruled a fumble by uh, by Edmonds there. Like who who knows how that would have gone if he had a challenge with that two minutes left. But as it stands, that game was end. Uh, Craig, how do you feel about this one? Cardinals with the six laying six and a half. I'll take the Cardinals. I just like Seattle. Like they got a nice win against the Lions. Great, but. It's, it's, a, it's a bad football team. Mm-hmm. Um, they they lost to the Bears. They um, they didn't look that impressive when they beat Houston in their previous win against, uh, if it was the one against Detroit. Mm-hmm. The 49ers win, I guess, is all right. But, like, they've just been a lost football team for a couple of months here. Uh, other than that win against the 49ers on December 5th, uh, in fact, I'll, I'll, let's just throw the two wins. They beat the 49ers twice, Okay. Other than those two wins against the 49ers, the Seahawks have beat the following teams since September 12th. Jacksonville, Houston, Detroit. Oof. Otherwise, no one of the teams are going to be picking one, two, and three in the draft. Yeah, the three worst teams uh, in the league. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They would lose to Arizona. Yeah, I agree. All right, Sunday night or a game that got flexed in out of the late afternoon slate because it is the only game that is a win and in scenario for both teams despite the aforementioned uh, weird tie scenarios that could exist. Likely when this game kicks off, uh, these two teams will be playing, again, for all intents and purposes, the first playoff game of this season. Yeah, so I'm excited for this. Yes. So we've got the Chargers and Justin Herbert going into Las Vegas and laying three. 
Uh, I'm on the Raiders. This is just a cl- like this isn't this a classic Chargers letdown spot? If everything we know yeah. about this franchise lets us know that they're probably going to lose this game, which would kind of suck because if the Chargers win, doesn't that set up Herbert Mahomes in the first round? Which is you know something all football fans should be rooting for. But I'm on the Raiders. I think they're going to be one of my five. They they are scrappy as hell. Derek Carr has only ever made the playoffs once in his life and didn't even get to play in that game because he tore his ACL or whatever in like week 16 and then ended up being what was it Cook or whatever who played that game for him and it was just like that that Brock Osweiler Cook game that <laughs> playoff game. You remember that one, Craig? Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. That. I, I've tried to wipe it from my brain, but yes, I do recall it existing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on the Raiders here. They're going to be one of my five. I think they pull the upset. They've got, like, kind of the, like, grind it out mental thing. They, they, they've they got Josh Jacobs. You can really run it on the Chargers between the tackles, which Josh Jacobs likes to do. Derek Carr is pretty serviceable. Hunter Renfro has been a bit of a beast. The Chargers are great. And I, this should be a really good football game, honestly. But I, I like getting points at home uh, with the with the decent team. So I think this is just a classic. Just it. Let, let's go back on the oldest gambling adage of all time, which is the decent home team getting points in a prime time game. And also, I think like John Madden's widow is going to be lighting up that weird torch there, so they're going to have that going for them as well. And like that building's going to have some juice. So I'm I'm on the Raiders. What do you think, Craig? Raiders for me too. I just I think that. To me, I think this is going to be a close game. I'm excited mm. for it. Uh, yeah. I will take the goal. Thank you. Um, yeah. Another Carson walk-off. Or what's his name? Carlson? Carson? Whatever yeah, his name Carlson. is. Yeah, yeah, sure. This game goes to overtime. You're feeling pretty gosh darn good about having the three points. So, yeah, mm-hmm. give me the uh, give me the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, Billy, what do you think? We're both on the Raiders. Plus, if this game is 0-0, I definitely want the three points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Good point. Good point. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm on the Raiders as well. I think this is going to be a fantastic football game, and I think it will be close enough that when it gets down to five minutes left in the fourth, you're going to really want those three points. So I might as well take them now. All right. Uh, I'm uh, going to throw in a coach of, the name, uh, coach of the year name for you guys. And they won't do it, but Rich Bisaccia. Yeah, I mean. This could have been a nightmare. Yeah, this could have been an absolute, and it looked like it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And they have figured it out, and they are one game away from a playoff spot. Right? Yeah, yeah, and that's another reason to take the Raiders because, like, if if like if Pistachia makes this, if they win this game and make the playoffs, don't you kind of have to go into the season with him as your head coach next year? I think so. So he's uh, playing for he's coaching for his lungs in this game, right? So yeah, yeah. When they lost the game against Cincinnati. So mm-hmm. They lost at home against the Bengals, um, thirty-two to thirteen, and that score was flattering. Yeah, flattering for the Raiders. I thought that was it. I thought this is over. You're playing the Cowboys in four days. This is it, and this is going to be a, a disaster team the rest of the season. Apparently not. They're yeah. they're one they're one win away from a playoff game. Yeah, it's a good story. It's a very good story. Either way, you, you, you like kind of the both these teams in the spot that they're in, and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset if either one of them made the playoffs. But I think I'd like to see the Raiders because I think it, it makes for a better story. Although Justin Herbert being in the playoffs, it's a free roll if you're football fans, quite frankly, because it's a good story on the Raiders side. I, I, I'd rather like because if you're looking at what the matchups might be next week, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's it's more fun to look at those matchups. When the Chargers are the team that you're yeah. penciling into the matchup, just because you're like, oh, Herbert, okay. Yeah, like if you potentially so, get Herbert versus Mahomes, that's obviously pretty damn fun, right? So, yeah, of course. 
Yes, and, and that is absolutely on the table. Uh, oh, wait, is it on the table? Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely on the table if the Colts win and the Chargers win. That's what's going to happen is Herbert versus Mahomes, in all likelihood, barring some weird stuff with Kansas City and weird stuff with Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I would like to watch a Herbert versus Mahomes playoff game. Please sign me up for this viewing experience. Yeah. All right. Um, we all had a good week last uh, last week, guys. Three and two, above 500 for all of us. So nice. We just grind out this final week of the season here, and uh, we'll be on our way. Since we tied, Billy, why don't you kick us off for uh, week 18 with your uh, top five there? Can do. I will take the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to give you the two and a half because I'm a generous guy. I've always said that. <laughs> I will take Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. The New Orleans Saints. The Nye Jets. They're my favorite football squadron. (laughs) (laughs) And the Rams. Okay. Uh, Craig, week 18. First time saying that. Who you got? Let's see here. I am going to take Dallas Cowboys. I will be taking Miami Dolphins. I will be taking the... All right, I'm just going to do it. Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. I don't think that's I don't think that's bad. I, it's a, it's yeah. a classic crossover podcast, hold your nose and take the points and don't look at the team name scenario. But, yeah. Uh, I agree. Washington football team, I'm taking them too. I do love that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, for my last one... Um, give me the Bengals. Okay. And I know there's no Joe Burrow, but give me the Bengals still. Yeah, I can, there's a thing where we could see Cleveland just is. There's a scenario where Cleveland's just not even showing up yeah. for this game, right? Yep. And it doesn't matter that uh, you got the fine. Bengals backups in. Um, I am going to take the Houston Texans. I'm giving that plus ten and a half. I think that's a little too juicy. Uh, I'm gonna go with Bill. I'm taking the Rams. Uh, I'm going to go with Craig. I'm taking the Dolphins. I'm fading Bill on this one, but I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons. And I'm on the Raiders. Give me the Raiders. I'm taking the only, I'm, I'm taking the points and the home team and the only uh, game that for sure both – we know for sure both teams will be trying, uh, barring some sort of insane tie scenario that I don't think is going to happen, but would be hilarious. So Texans, Rams, Dolphins, Falcons, uh, Raiders for uh, Matt Pierce this weekend. Uh, that's it for this week. Crossover Podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, and pretty much any podcatcher you can catch us on. So uh, leave us a review on any of those. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. Um, that is it for this week. We'll be back next week talking the playoffs, and hopefully we can get some podcasts on the other side for you guys. We're just having a little bit of trouble. Everybody's busy doing stuff, and uh, in the current part of the world that we live in stuff is falling apart, <laughs> which is not good, but I'm not going to get into that here. Cause it's only going to make me upset. And we've, uh, we, we've been talking about a lot of fun stuff. So uh, take care and uh, we'll talk to you next time on the crossover podcast. Have a good one, everybody. 